This episode of the Game Over Greggy Show is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price, because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off your mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash gameovergreggy and entering the promo code GAMEOVERGREGGY. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses. They sell them really cheap. You should like it. Plus, Casper combines two technologies, springy latex foam and supportive memory foam. Are those technologies? I'll leave it up to you to discuss with whoever you're in the car with right now. To create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right amount of sink and the right amount of bounce. And those are my favorite kind of technologies, ladies and gentlemen. Sink and bounce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. Bust out your phone, go to your browser, and go to casper.com slash gameovergreggy and enter the promo code gameovergreggy to get $50 off any mattress purchase. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Hey, Kevin. Greg, what? Hey. Wait. Kevin. What? Look at me. What? That's right. Did you know the original kindoffunny.com was built with Squarespace by Nick Scarpino? I did. It's not anymore, but it was back then. It was good. It served us. And you know if Nick can do it, anyone can do it. Because it's all you know. Nick can't even tie his own shoes. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code kindoffunny to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Set your website apart. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the newly married Andrea Renee. Yay! Hello, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. I know it's you, you, you postponed the honeymoon. I said, can you come on the show this week? Nick Scarpino's dead, and you said yes. I said, let's rebook the plane tickets. Let's mm-hmm. make this happen. Uh, kind of funny is my number one priority. Thank you. Much I'm, glad, I'm glad you understand <laughs> that. I'm glad. I think your marriage it. was on strong ground, <laughs> if that's how it's spent. Uh, if you're listening to the MP3, you're missing this spectacular jersey you're wearing. Mrs. It's Drake, a 16. sparkle. Yeah, it's purple to represent my, uh, my boys, the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Okay, okay. Um, but of course, it has number sixteen for two thousand sixteen, and then Mrs. Drake and silver Boom. sparkle letters. My favorite type of letters. If silver you sparkle. Know. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You've been married three days. Is everything different now? No, nothing's different. Okay, well, <laughs> nothing. It is weird though to see John constantly playing with his ring because he never wears jewelry. Yeah, mm. and this is the first piece of jewelry he's worn like consistently for more than a day at a time. Yeah. yeah. And he's just constantly playing with it and like knocking it against things. Yeah. I was like, I hope that goes away soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to, to any of these ring things. Why I is that pure one, it. Tim Gettys? Because if I don't like things on me, like even a watch, I bang it around way too much. You have, uh, but you enjoy it. You wear the watch. I like the watch, but remember Greg, you know, one thing about me, fashion over function right. always. So it's like, even if I don't like it, I think you good. should, I think you'll like the ring, but if you don't like the ring, get a tattoo. That's always cool. Get the I'd tattoo be more okay with that. Really? Yes. There's no way out then, though. I don't give a fuck. I'm good. You're gonna have to get t- like a sleeve then. If you, if I don't buy, th- I don't buy warranties when I go to Best Buy, no matter how much they beg me. <laughs> what I like th- to live my life on the edge. What does that have to do with a tattoo of he a d- ring? He doesn't want an out. There's <laughs> no out. There's no out. I'm, once I'm in, I'm in. Okay. I'm committing. Over here, the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you. Uh, first of all, Vikings looking really good, except for, yes. Blair, except for Blair Walsh. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, like, we'll get rid of him eventually. <laughs> uh, so I was looking at your jeans. Uh, 
36 waist, 32 length. Now, the waist doesn't it surprise me a little bit because you're not fat anymore. But the the length surprises me because yeah. I'm six feet tall. You're six foot three, right? Six, six foot two, two, six three. Yeah. And you also, as we've established, wear your jeans like you're a 45 year old soccer mom bringing Jimmy to to, to <laughs> practice, right? Now you're so not allowed to have it both ways, America. If you want to mock me for having plumbers crack, you can't mock me for having the pants hiked up. I'm but trying I, to stop I, it. The thing is, that I'm confused because I wear I'm two inches or so shorter than you, but I wear also a 32 length. Sure. And I'm not like swimming on like their Jenkos or something like that. Uh, you actually, so, whenever you're not in your fucking high heel shoes, you roll them up like you're a 50s greaser. So yes, you are swimming in them. That's true. It's true. I'm just confused. I'm just confused about the length. The length. Length is confusing. My jeans, 30 length. Well, which doesn't make any sense. Did you take into account the different degrees of butt that you gentlemen have? Because the Colin more got that dog, I, I got a butt. You got a the more butt you have, the more length you need because it pushes it out and then huh. it doesn't fall as far to the ground. I see. This is something mm. I have to think about when buying dresses because I have booty. You got the donk? So then, if, because it pushes the dress out, it makes it much shorter all the way around than a girl who doesn't have as I've much never looked. I got married junk woman. in the trunk. I've never really thought about my butt much. You know? <laughs> I've been but told I, I don't have one. Doing, yeah, I guess I don't, yeah. I don't got. Anything holding I've my jeans I've always had up. a big butt. Because it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, Kevin also wears that up. I'm getting up. Right? <laughs> Lift your your jean size is 30? What? Yep. What? Hold on, what? <laughs> he said lift it up. I, I turned around for one second. <laughs> I mean, this is something you guys see, see all the time. This is, this is one of those things where this, these aren't where the jeans start. You bring yeah. them up like this when you're getting out of the house. Right. And then over time, as you're doing your squats, <laughs> as you're doing Dude, your kicks, I don't get it. Why? Is, why so high? Where out? Like I'm seeing balls. Like I see your balls, Greg. But that's also that's a come on technique, as you know. That's that brings them in. That uh -huh. brings oh, wait, in the now, ladies. Now show me now that we're, put them where they are. Put them where they're supposed and to then be. They'll, they'll, no, no, no. Put them go there. Oh, sorry. Put them where they where they start. Yeah. And then lift your shirt up a little bit. All right. So now we're. I feel like we got to get you some suspenders or something like bow tie. That would have dope in suspenders. They're back. Are they? Chance the Rapper bringing them back. Bill Lasseter, if I'm lying, I'm dying, used to live around the corner from me, Tim, right? Yeah. And this guy, if I'm lying, I'm dying every fucking day oh wearing God. Caterpillar suspenders. Not Caterpillar the bug, Caterpillar the backhoe in the, 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 the truck. You know, the truck. The, the giant the, machinery. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Bill Lasseter, a good guy. True story, him and his wife, Betty, used to own a Dairy Queen. That's the dream. Yeah. That's the also, dream. Also, when I was, they were convinced that they, they, Bill and Betty Lasseter, we need to get on the show if they're still alive. <laughs> I'm not sure of their current, <laughs> their current status because they were also great. They were, you know, my parents' friends, but they were older than my parents. So even then, they seemed really old. So I can only imagine how, how old they old are they now. Could possibly be now. They number one. I'll give you two stories here about okay. Bill. <laughs> Now, before you give me the story, Greg, I need you to know that you made the front page of Reddit yesterday. When? Uh, from the Contagious Laughter Reddit. Oh. For the If I'm Lying, I'm Dying raccoon Grandma Miller story. Did they show? I'm like scrolling through my the Reddit yesterday, the front page. I, it was pretty far down. I'm going to be honest okay, with you. But it, was, but still it there. was still the front page. Wow. Going down, and then I see the, was it our YouTube the doodles, video? the thumbnail, oh, wow. and I'm like, that's us. Yeah. What the fuck? That's nice. It was under contagious laughter. It was like some podcast host loses his mind. Okay, good. I'm like, yep. That's us. That's some our podcast Greg. host. So, mm -hmm. Bill and Betty Lasseter, story. two stories. Number one, not that funny, more terrifying, is that Bill and Betty Lasseter, at one of their previous homes, had a ghost upstairs in the attic. And they knew it because they'd hear the boots knocking around and they'd go up and the boots were out of the trunk that they were stored in. That's creepy. But 
they liked this ghost. They said this ghost was nice. I don't remember. I, I was a young kid. I don't remember the story anymore. Friendly ghost. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All she did was walk around up there. Casper. No big deal. Now, here's another terrifying story that is legitimately true. Okay. Bill and Betty Lasseter chilling in their home in unincorporated Glen Ellen, <laughs> right? They're just there, just fucking doing whatever old people do in the house when they're not that old but old. Side note, we'd go play Uno at their house a lot. <laughs> this is what my parents chose for fun. Relevant. <laughs> and they also, uh, Bill and Betty Lasseter would throw out fine meals, good meals, you know what I mean? Good, you know, Glen Ellen unincorporated meals. But they have this one little glass bowl they'd always put out with like the kidney beans in there. And I just thought that was gross. They're chilling out. They're watching TV. And they had one of them old giant sets like old people do. And they're enjoying what they're watching or whatever, right? And they hear scratching in the, uh, against the wall behind the TV, right? And they had known that there had been like some critter up in the attic or whatever. Turns out this critter had gone down now down between the wall. He was in the wall or whatever. And they're like... No big deal. What's the word? And the raccoon comes out of the wall. If I'm lying, I'm dying. This raccoon tunnels out of the fucking wall. It's like between yeah. the drywall and the studs? Yeah. Oh, about? my God. Like, right through that wall, there was a raccoon. This raccoon pops out <laughs> Do you think it was the same raccoon that your grandma No, it was a Grandma Miller. This is this is more proof of fucked up uh, animals, and especially raccoons in Unincorporated Glen Ellen. But this was just a straight-up raccoon that burrowed through the wall. And I wouldn't believe this story, Colin Moriarty. I wouldn't. Fucking believe this story, Colin. If I hadn't gone over there the next day and they'd hung a rug <laughs> over the hole in the wall, like one of those like comforters, you know what I mean? Like, like some quilt project. Put the problem away. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, Bill, I mean, like you know, Bill and Betty Lasseter. These are people who are like canning their own veggies and stuff and putting them out. Right? They were like they had a cherry tree in the back that they did things with for food. <laughs> Is this your topic? No, 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 no. We just started talking about it. What about it? The longest. You, know, you are of the all John time. Steinbeck of podcasting. I said it before and I say it again. It takes you. 30, 40 pages to get to the to exactly what you're going to talk about. That's why about. I like his writing. Yeah. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy show each and every week. Four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can toss us a few bucks and get each and every episode early along with a bunch of exclusive perks, goodies, and other videos and things from Kevin. It's like the grapes of wrath. <laughs> if you have no bucks is to toss. Is he still talking about the fucking clay for 30 pages? That's a good book. Head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny where you get the show topic by topic day by day until we post the entire thing as one big video and mp3. My real topic. John Steinbeck overrated. My real topic is that it's now October. We are coming up on my favorite holiday of all time. Halloween. This once again means thank you. That shirt's a limited edition over at kind of funny.com slash store. What this means is that pumpkin flavoring is back. It is in the stores. Let's get hype. Let's get let's get hype. I went to I, I went to the store with Jen. I bought, what did I buy? I made pumpkin bread tw twice in one week, Good. and then I bought a pumpkin uh, coffee mug mm -hmm. that I'm very stoked about. Two pumpkins on top of each other. It's adorable. It's in the, uh, it's in the, over there. We'll show you later. Please do. Go get it for me and fill it with coffee. Thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah. yeah and you're going to need to fill it like three times with this coffee. This thing can hold 32 ounces of coffee. Wow. That's too much coffee. Agreed. But I'm there, and I'm enjoying it, and I'm, I'm stoked. It's fall again. Halloween's here. Last year, we did a topic about pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. But... 50% of this panel wasn't there. There was no Colin. There was no Andrea. Instead, we had Grimecraft and we had Nick. Oh and I don't God. give a crap what they think. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Andronicos. I'm walking around. I'm buying up the pumpkin stuff. I'm making the pumpkin bread. I'm excited. I buy this pumpkin mug. I would have bought more pumpkin-y things if they had them or whatever. And I, we talked about it before. Is pumpkin spice going too far? At which point I had said last time, right? No, of course not. I'm glad pumpkin spice is where it's at. It needs to be everywhere. I want it year-round. I want to be able to buy the pumpkin bread year-round. You've lived with me for a while. You remember this time I bought... 
like all the I bought like 12 loaves of pumpkin bread mix in the 12 cans and I was going to make it throughout the year every month and then I never made any of them and I threw them all away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, that was a waste of Portillo, the, the pumpkin things. Well, that's, that helps them poop. Yeah, mm. that's a good thing. It does give them softer poops. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying, Tim. Porty's poop sometimes too hard. That's mm. why I'm mixing that wet food now. Got it. So anyways, we need to talk about where we, where we feel about pumpkin. Especially... I, I was able it. to find. I knew there'd be props. Pumpkin pie potato chips. Oh, what? Now, potato chips. As a man who likes pumpkin everything, including pumpkin pie, of course, I can't. I can't stand by this. Ket- pumpkin pie flavored kettle cooked potato chips. Eat better. Or no, I'm sorry. Live better. Eat bolder. Oh yes, thank you. Jen bringing out me. Oh, my, my look pumpkin, how cute this is. My pumpkin, right there, you go. And I'll tell you what. If I'm lying, I'm dying. The biggest fan of the pumpkin mug, Colin Moriarty. If there's one man who loves, look, Kevin, give me his, there it is. Look at how happy it makes him. He, Colin, I've always said, had a face like a jack lantern. <laughs> there's the proof. So now, I'm going to open the, these up. The thing with these chips, though, yeah. is I've had a whole bunch of flavored chips. There, you know, there's the sriracha ones. There's the chicken and waffles. There's all, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, this, I know. I've, they get crazy. Yeah, they I know. Get, but that's like the Blueberry, whatever. But the thing is, none of them really taste like anything. Yeah. They're just kind of, it's like, they're so thin and it's just like, it's just like the salt on it tastes a little different. I expect so I'm, Lay's I'm to be doing this. crazy stuff, but these Boulder, Colorado people here? The Boulder Canyon authentic Maybe they're just foods. trying to, to capitalize. And by the way, pumpkin spice started early this year. August is when pumpkin yeah. spice lattes started rolling out. But now we're in the hurricane. Now we're in the eye of the storm. Well, yeah, because now we're in the countdown to the it's end of time. October. Mm-hmm. But you can technically get away with pumpkin-flavored stuff through the end of November, I would say. Sure. Which is good. Yeah. I, I'm a big pumpkin fan, as I said before, when we did another oh. topic. <laughs> oh! Yeah. What do they smell yeah. like? Ooh, they smell like, like nutmeg. Yeah. Like the pumpkin spice, like that... You know that nice like cinnamon nutmeg pumpkin spice blend that you get? That's yeah. what they smell yeah. like. Oh, I'm I'm real into this. Yeah, they smell good. Mm-hmm. Come on, now Kyle, you didn't have lunch. <laughs> Potatoes <laughs> don't go with whatever the hell is going on in that bag. Can't do it. You want one, Jen? Exactly what I was saying. The flavor's so light yeah, that know. it almost doesn't matter. But it's damn good. I- is damn I'm, good? I'm into this. They have a See, NASDAQ then, snack. Here's the problem. AK. There you go. Then it ends, and now it's like I just had a potato chip. But no, it's like because I, I don't have the satisfaction of eating a potato chip. <laughs> really? I don't have the salty aftertaste because once once I, once I... It's there. I think you need to eat more because the flavor builds. It does. Okay. It gets sweeter. Kevin, you want one? Oh, Aaron, do you need one? It's just when the aftertaste oh, is yeah. just chip with by nothing. Chip three, yeah. By chip three, they're really good. <laughs> but no. I have a feeling though by chip 10, it might no. turn the other way. Pumpkins, yeah. pumpkins are, on it's one of those things where pumpkins probably shouldn't be eaten at all. <laughs> and like, you know, all right. So, you know, I come from the land of the gourd, right? We've given the, we gave the, 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 the egg squash, for instance, the spaghetti squash. Did you make the acorn squash? Huh? Is that, it's from Long Island? No, no. I'm saying in the Northeast. I mean, these things all really came from South America, but nonetheless, isn't that right, Kevin? <laughs> See, the, the American continents gave the world a great deal in the culinary. Like, we gave the world tomatoes. We gave the world potatoes. We gave the world corn. We gave the world... I said the American continents. I know, but like... You can't we gave the world all sorts of melons and... And then the pumpkin. 
And I'm like, but he's so spooky. Pumpkin, it's just like, I just like seeds though. So I, delicious. I just feel like, see, the thing that bothers me is like, why I understand why I understand why pumpkins and Halloween go together in the fall, the cornucopia as it were, right? Like that, that imagery. But I just feel like the pumpkin is overrated. I feel like the pumpkin is offensive. I feel like the pumpkin it's is offensive. I feel like the pumpkin is No, do show me your work on this one. How did you come to the conclusion that pumpkin's offensive? Because it's it's just it's this thing you have to do so much work to it to get it even in an edible state. Oh and no, then come on. and then it's not you, that bad. Pineapple. Then, think about how much work you have to do to get into a pineapple. I think pineapples are bullshit too. They can stay in Hawaii for all I care. I don't even think Hawaii should be a Damn. state. I'm with that. Kevin's <laughs> What about pomegranate? Do you like pomegranate? Pomegranates are okay, but they're complicated too, too and they're expensive. Oh, yeah. I used to, see my, my entry my entry to pomegranate. Come to my house, I, I have a tree in my backyard. Really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. When I when I played I played <laughs> drums in a band called Paper Champ for many years. And we would practice even in, in through college at my friend Christian's house. His mom was obsessed with that palm juice. You know oh, yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, with the that heart? really fucking oh. expensive shit that you buy. Yeah. And I would drink so much of that and she would get so mad because it was literally like eight dollars for like a quart of it or something like that. That was my introduction to the pomegranate. Now, the pomegranate's acceptable. The pomegranate's a good import. Pomegranate sucks. You open it up and it looks like it's been infected by something. There's all these little bulbs in it. It's, it's like, like why I don't drink. It's why I don't drink boba tea. I want it to be solid. Or, I want it to be God, solid so or liquid. There's so upsetting bullshit on I this show right now. I find boba tea and pomegranate. It's offensive. Yeah, oh yeah, boba tea looks fucking gross. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is it just, looks, it just looks disgusting. And does it really need to be eight places within a three block radius of me selling it? <laughs> yes. You can use it as a weapon and a food. It's fantastic. But to me, the pumpkin, I just feel like the pumpkin is just like, why? Like, you know, we have the turkey for Thanksgiving. That's a fucking food right there. The, tur- yeah, turkey the turkey's ubiquitous. Babe, if you, you want to do- talk about overrated foods in the fall, no, turkey, turkey overrated. Oh, no, no. Give no. me a fucking ham any day of the week. Amen. Yep. I'm a I mean, ham. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and denigrate the fucking ham. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, but like the going to go into, you know, get a boar's head pepper turkey, right? That's a that's Delicious. a thing of beauty. The it's only turkey that matters is the turkey that tastes like ham. I don't know what it is. I don't know who <laughs> made that a thing, but it's a the Disneyland. They're turkeys. The oh, turkey the legs. legs. Turkey legs. Yeah, are on another level. You go to a Ren Fair. There they are. This yeah. turkey legs. It's the only reason you go like to a Ren Fair. I just don't like. I just don't like the pumpkin. I just. Feel, I just feel like. I mean, a pumpkin pie once every three years. I'll have, you know. Dude, that's fine. I will inhale. But pumpkin you don't like desserts. Pie. Pumpkin no, pie I'm not is a amazing. Dessert guy. But I just feel like the pumpkin because I feel like it, I feel like because the pumpkin is this dominant gourd. All the other gourds get short shrift. The I, acorn squash is a quality fucking gourd. I, now, I no one here is insulting the acorn squash. <laughs> big old Jamie Kennedy's been making me acorn squash since I was as big as an acorn squash, all right? No one's saying it, but they're around a lot longer. I feel like you're seeing acorn squashes all the fucking time. Maybe they're getting imported from Peru or wherever the fuck they, they originate. I don't know, but they're there. They're not as versatile, which is probably why they're not used as much. So you could use pumpkin in a wide variety of recipes, both savory and sweet. And other types of squash are a little bit more difficult to use in a wide variety of recipes. And they're probably also more difficult to grow. Um and that's probably why we see pumpkin everywhere. So you can get pumpkin, I, you, you do you have the pumpkin Oreos? No. Oh, yeah. Acorn amazing. squash spice latte. No, 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 no that, that's, that's certainly not. That's last year. But we should it have had a more glamorous name. we can still name. eat them. Kevin, go to Target. Do you think it's the name? <laughs> I think pumpkin's, name a, good, pumpkin's a good name. This is what I'm pumpkin? saying. The, 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 I'm, I'm, this is what I'm saying. The, the, the settlers go to Roanoke and they go to Jamestown. They get off the fucking boat. Right, kill a bunch of people. They kill a bunch of people, and then they settle down and they look. They they take a, the lay of the land. They're like, and eventually they start, and they're like, oh, look at this maze. This is beautiful corn, you know. Oh, and they're they're growing tomatoes. These lovely tomatoes and these and these wild beans and all that. And then and then they see this, and this is what they gravitate towards is the pumpkin. 
And then we have the nerve to send this shit back to Europe. You know? The tomato. Yeah. You know, Italian food, a synergy of really what happened in China with Marco Polo and then American discoveries, right? And then you have fucking right. pasta with sauce. Perfect. Potatoes, they ruin Ireland because they have a fucking, a bunch of blights on them, right? But they, they rely too much on them. Who the fuck's relying on the pumpkin? And really, who wants it? Honest to God, this is what you're eating. This is what you're putting into your body, the pumpkin. And then you go and you go to the, some fallow field with half-rotting pumpkins in mid-October and fucking take one and put it on your stoop. But see, so this some is the neighborhood thing. kid can smash it later on. Okay? Pumpkins are the 20. <laughs> pumpkins are 2016's answer to the buffalo because we use every part. All right, you get in there, you get the seeds, maybe you cut out the insides, you make that, then you carve its face, then you compost it down. You're getting in there. You're You've making. You've never once composted a pumpkin, so don't even sit here and tell me you have got. You don't even know what that I'm means. I'm sure my fucking parents did. I don't know. They did their thing. My dad no, had this compost thing. Nobody like, composts there. Okay. <laughs> it was my dad had this thing where you we put grass clippings in it, and like all the food. Eggshells. I remember eggshells. Egg I'm like, what the hell is going on over here? Then years later, it set, finds its way in the garden, and I guess it's quite, it's quite, quite tasty, quite good for the garden, nutritious. But. I don't know. I just I've always had a problem with the 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 furor around the pumpkin, and it, it, it disturbs me and it bothers me. And I feel like it's a little bit offensive. I don't know why it's offensive. I think, yeah, the, the I think you're you're getting offended by something that is a waste of your mental energy. <laughs> I'm not really offended by it. <laughs> it's almost like you hate anything that's popular. Oh, fighting words. I play Call of Duty every year, the single player campaign, which is amazing, but not the popular portion. <laughs> Be on my side for two seconds. <laughs> God damn it. I like pumpkin. <laughs> Me too. Thank I love you, pumpkin. You're welcome. No, You're pumpkin's welcome. amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We've come to a conclusion. Mm. Colin's wrong. As you pumpkins said. themselves, I gotta be real, do kind of suck. No, like, what? Disagree. The other stuff. Now great. I'll give you. You know what? I went to a pumpkin patch recently with Pone, his three-year-old son. Right? Yeah. He, the kid is having a ball. Pumpkin patches. Yeah. I'm down for. It. Okay. I mean, but I'm you, talking about like just you, you take the pumpkin and what the, what's inside having to deal with all that pumpkin stuff. Pumpkin seeds. I'm not you toast them up. You mean like the pulp of the pumpkin? Yeah, pulp. The pumpkin pulp. The the flesh. Pumpkin flesh. That, flesh. All, that all needs yeah. it. Carving the pumpkins, I'm not down for that. Someone else carving them, have your fun. Sure. I'll look at them. I'll look at a BuzzFeed list of the best pumpkin. You don't like like sticking you your fingers in the nope. guts of the pumpkin? Yeah, it's that. so nope. fun. I mean, that nope. kind of stuff reminds me of being a kid when my mom, for the rest of the family, would cook these kinds of things. But Did you have the, did you have the cool pumpkin carving knives that had like yep. the, the plastic orange mm -hmm. pumpkin thing? Where you like saw name, out the design? Yeah. Pumpkins yeah. and gingerbread are very similar to me. No. In the sense that they're... They are very like functional in terms of like you can do something with them to be festive, but then there's there's a way to make them taste good, but they don't just taste good by themselves. You you can't eat you can't eat gingerbread houses despite popular belief. Yeah, gingerbread gingerbread's another. I have an issue with gingerbread too, and I have an issue with gingerbread houses. You break. Your teeth. I don't like this shit that's going on at all. People, my my family every year. I never go home for Christmas anymore, but every year they have a they they buy two of these massive sets of gingerbread houses, split the family in half arbitrarily through, through whatever line they want and then everyone builds their own house like cake wars yeah kind of really broke down drunk cake wars <laughs> and then they they compare and contrast that and i'm like we could just be doing something else with our time right now except for building these arbitrary things that you can't eat they, they, it's just too gingerbread houses have to go to i, I well, feel like well, we gotta quick, these just things for just for like the you know it's christmas eve in the moriarty household you got this giant family what other activity <laughs> would you want to have the 18 people in the house do? Know, someone's sit. probably arguing about politics Dagan's drawn at the table i don't know what just the sit around and read yeah, <laughs> You're like, all right read. we're not doing any of this stuff everyone it's reading <laughs> everyone time. pick up a book off of <laughs> uncle colin's shelf and go to sit down read about these world war ii tanks the nazis were using well th that reminds me of the the, the the nazis when i was in when i was in when i was home for christmas in college uh when we were still at NU or whatever, uh, 
I was reading this book from the 70s that my dad had. My dad has a shit ton of, like, an ass ass amount of books. And I just pulled it off the shelves of the, the life, and the, it was like the life of Adolf Hitler or something from, like, this, the 70s. And I was just reading it in front of the fire, like, at Christmas Eve. And family walked in. They were doing something fun, obviously. I wasn't. And uh, they're like, that's very Christmassy. And then the next day, I was listening to Dredge in the morning on Christmas Day. And they were like, you really got to, like... <laughs> Get in the Christmas spirit a little bit here because I think you're reading about Hitler and then you're listening to Dredge. It's a very depressing kind of mood. Not a great Christmas band. No, I don't. I have a problem with Christmas too. Yeah. So we'll save that for another topic. (laughs) I don't have a problem with any of these things. (laughs) Andrew, what's your topic? Um, Well, I went back and forth. We thought about maybe talking about marriage and wedding since I just got married, but I think it's still a little too fresh. Mm. You don't have have to come back. Exactly. So I thought it was an interesting uh, thing that happened recently. So we all know Kim K, Kim Kardashian, was in Paris and she got robbed. Yes. She was at this supposed um, like um, B&B for millionaires that apparently Kanye like owns or has a stake in or whatever. And it was like this private place and she had been posting on social media and then these masked gunmen came and robbed her of millions of dollars of jewelry. And it kind of led to a broader discussion of online should security. Should Kanye have left the concert? Oh. No. I, well, should Kanye have left the concert? That's, I think, of course he should have. Yeah. Like, uh, d- that's a conversation, I think, for another time. I, I need the I need the, the the elevator pitch on what happened. You gave it to me there, but yeah. I've heard pieces, yeah. That like they took out the security and ran in and got her, or yes. they, so they and then Kanye found out the and he, like in the middle of a song he was like boom and yeah, like, in the, yeah, middle, in the middle of Heartless at a concert he was like no I got really? a family emergency and he just left. Like, they showed the video like literally in the middle of the song, left. In Somebody the came of out and concert. told him or they oh I guess he got earpieces probably. Right? Yeah. Um, They're like Kanye we got a, we got a three forty nine. He's like God damn it not today. <laughs> yeah. You were one day from retirement. So she was like, uh, um, supposedly she was like bound and gagged, and they robbed her at gunpoint. And I mean, for that to happen to anybody would be a really frightening mm-hmm. thing. I just assumed that Kim always had tons of security around yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently, these uh, gunmen overpowered the security at the establishment where she was staying, and the police said that they found her because she was posting on social media where she was. Um, so Wait, that, the bad guys found her on the because bad guys of social media. Okay. Yeah. So I, I thought the it would be an interesting guys. topic to talk about <laughs> social media, like what's safe to post and what's not, because, you know, we're part of that generation or on the cusp of that generation that wants to be visible all mm, the time. Mm. I'm always on Snapchat. I'm always on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever your you know preferred social media platform is. And it's... um. Whenever I go places, I usually like to check in as I'm leaving the place mm-hmm. because it, it's kind of, you know, in the back of your mind, you're always like, well, I don't know who's watching my stuff. I don't know who's in the neighborhood. I don't have any of those nearby functionalities turned on. John on his phone always has gets alerts when people on Facebook are nearby. I'm like, I always think that's kind of creepy and weird. It's like, they're like, oh, Why your friend they invite over here me? is like, you know, nearby. Yeah, and ugh. I don't have any of that proximity stuff turned on. Um, and so I thought it would be an interesting idea to talk about like what do you guys think as people who, you know, are in the public eye and who do post a lot on social media and have you know this really mm-hmm. large fan base. You know, like what do you guys think about what's acceptable to post on social media in re- terms of personal security and what's not? Like, do you guys draw the line somewhere? Do you have a set of standards? Or do you just kind of like wing it every time? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think posting anything is just like it's a bad idea. So it's just like the moment you start doing that stuff, like you are opening yourself up to something, you know, like that's not uh, it's not good, but that's just life. That's how things are going to be. I remember a long time ago, my mom telling me all these stories of people around Christmas. Everyone gets robbed because people go on these group trips and like people are looking at people's houses. Right, and that was the plot out. of Home Alone. Uh, well, <laughs> there you go. True. No, but that, I mean, but like my mom's uh, growing up the entire block. 
besides my mom's house got robbed because she was the only like family that stayed home, but like everyone got their shit jacked. Seems, so, seems like your mom saw Home Alone and just did you talk about putting micro machines down and stopping robbers yeah, that uh, way? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, like everyone got fucking robbed, and it's just like I've heard so many stories of, of that, and like uh, Kevin's uh, fiance, like his, she when she was in college, yeah. The, all the dorms and oh, stuff, yeah. those would constantly get jacked because people would just be like, oh, we know that the kids are in class. Yeah. Like you can easily kind of figure out someone's schedule if you're watching them. So it's like add social media to that and it's just making things even easier for yeah, people of course, to, of course. to know where you are and where you aren't at specific times if you wanted to, to do some shit. The Kim K situation, that's a little extreme uh, because, I mean, I feel like regardless of her doing social media stuff, they, are, they were trying to find her. So right. when you're trying to find someone, it's a lot easier, like, uh, to to cause some shit. But I think for us, like, yeah, I, I never like posting where I am at specific times. Um, but that's just because I don't like talking to people. You know, I don't <laughs> well, want I mean, my friends yeah, to know where I'm where I'm at unless I want my friend, friends to know where okay. where I am. Yeah, even my friends, fuck those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. No, because I mean, we've done it a million, when we go to like shows or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it is all right, cool. In between GameStop Expo, we have this much time to run and eat and stuff. Yeah, I'm not tweeting where I am, not because I don't want to talk to people, but because for the time to keep the schedule to keep, you can't go do it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, uh, I started using Swarm. On the check-in app or whatever, like, oh, cool, and get these coins or whatever. But that is like so on super lockdown, right? If I'm only talking to people I know in real life and who are also using Swarm or whatever, I'm not putting that out there like I'd put out my PSN because that's different too. Mm. But that's the interesting thing. It is. It definitely gets in my head. You know what I mean? Like we're lucky enough that for us, there's so many safeguards, right? In terms, and not that you're ever 100% safe, but you know, like we have an office, and so like we revealed where that is. Like you know where our office is or whatever, and it's not that hard to find. But there's a great security system, and Kevin is for some reason always. And Kevin here. will knock you out. And anything, <laughs> Kevin fucking lives here. I have no idea when he sees his fiance, but he's always here. Kevin's but always here. Anything, I, it's one of those things. It's been where I'll stop in to get something. And I'll unlock the door when Kevin will text me. He's like, what do you need? Like, go away. Like, I can, I'm allowed to come into the office and not report in or whatever. And then it's the same thing, you know, we thought about when we were working out of the house, right? Like that, you know, we don't want anybody coming to our house randomly. That's weird. And then it is that thing where for a while, I know we talk about it, where if we were like, yep, we're both going to E3 or whatever this week. We're like, well. We kind of just publicized that we're not going to be home, but everyone that, knows that. I, mean, I know, but it's but it's also the thing of like for us why I'm okay with it or not okay with it, but it's like it's not taking into account girlfriends who'd be there. It's not taking into account our landlord who is he is a I'll say an 85 year old man, an 85 year old Batman, just always sitting there looking down and seeing what's happening. Yeah. Anything out of the ordinary, you got he a watchdog. Yeah, Portillo, of course, because mm-hmm. I just st- stab the bag of food and leave it there. <laughs> See you in a week, bud. I uh, I feel like I, this reminds me of when we were in Louisville, and uh, I specifically was like, I don't want anyone to know where we are with these things because you know people come and it was yeah, your birthday, and, yeah, yeah. And, and we I, had I appreciate that, but I was and I remember I remember we went to Silver Dollar, which is an amazing fucking bourbon bar. Um, and you you would said something or posted a picture ever, and someone came and uh, and tried to like meet us. Hang out. He was a nice guy. It's nothing against but he was him. Already there, wasn't it? I no, no he, he came from down the street. It was at another mm-hmm. bar or something mm-hmm. like that, or whatever. And I appreciate it. it's a nice thing, but it's like I try to do that because I really do kind of covet my privacy. Like that. That's the like when I t- I tweet often. I use Facebook basically only for like missives that I need to you know political fucking diatribes I need to go on and then and jet stuff and jet stuff and then Instagram I post like I I mean to post more on Instagram but I just don't post a terrible amount on there but uh, on Twitter I try not to talk about like if I'm going to Long Island I'm a Long Island's a big place millions of us there I'm like I'm on Long Island that's all you need to know you know or whatever or like if that or I'm you know 
I try to just draw the line where it's like, you know, I don't want to get too personal, but if I'm going to a good restaurant, maybe I'll talk about that or whatever. I, I feel like our, our fans are good natured and, and grounded enough where like, I don't think anything bad is going to happen. And I've never had like a terrible experience with a fan ever. And I've met thousands of people at this point in my life um, from both IGN and from kind of funny, but I do try to be mindful of that. I also try to respect the privacy of those around me as well. Um, but as I get older, I try to, I become more reclusive and more private. And so I try to try to do that as much as I can to, to, yeah. You know, like people every once in a while, I run our social media. So some people run every once in a while, reach out on Facebook or whatever, even email us and are like, can we, you know, we're in San Francisco. Can we come meet you? And I'm like, no, like the, like the, this is our home city. Like we try to remain, maintain our privacy here. Um, I think that's because we're so open with everyone. And sure, so like, I, best friends, that people right? feel like they, but um, you know, I do try to draw that line where I'm like, like you wouldn't, not that I'm comparing myself to an actor or something like that, but you wouldn't necessarily go to, you know, um, an actor you like, you know, Mark Ruffalo, or whatever. <laughs> I do like Mark. I'd be Ruffalo. like, "Hey, man, I'm in whatever city you're in. Can I come? You know, like so." No, I'm like, I hear you. So well, I try to do go to their houses though, and just kind of camp out and wait. And take yeah, and that's creepy. And so I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I also try to respect that about other other people. Um, you know, uh, people huddling around a, like at concerts. Sometimes you see someone or whatever, and I try. I'm like, you know, I try to like give them the space, whatever, and be like, they just want to play their music. They don't care about you know really interacting right now and sure. they're tired or whatever. So. Anyway, that's kind of a diatribe, but no, I get it because that's yeah, the only. I, do, I, I do try to maintain my private, my private sphere, and my public sphere is really my Twitter. Like that's where I'm like, you know. So many kids have said it too, where it's um, they'll ask like, what? I, it's happened recently. I forget when it was. Um, one of the last ones, maybe it was GameStop, maybe it was something else, where we finished. It must have been GameStop. We finished, and we were. I was like, and somebody's like, oh, so what are you guys gonna do? And I'm like, oh, we're gonna go out dinner. And the kid's like, hey, can I come? And he didn't do it in an annoying way. Hey, can I come? And I was like, oh, no, sorry. It's a private thing. He's like, hey, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I was like, I understand that. And I do understand the relationship we've set up. And I also understand the the history I've set up where it was. I remember when kids first started caring about us at IGN when it would be Damon and I would be like, somebody's in town. I'm like, all right, cool. You want to go to Kato Brian's? And we'd go out and get drunk with one fan. And it was just like, that's how it was. And then you're, but it's to your point as we've gotten older and I feel like the yoke of responsibility has been put on us, right? Where it is that thing of like, this is our time to hang out with you in the, the way we hang out with the best friends, right? And so that when it does get to, all right, it's like how I've, I've had to stop doing fan podcasts, right? Because there's so many requests and I'd love to do them all, but it, it, then it does becomes that, all right, cool. Now, instead of having four hours of free time when I get home today to see Portillo, talk to Jen, do whatever, play a game, I'm going to have three and a half or three or whatever. And it doesn't sound like much, but when you start adding it up, it does become... We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, well, bit. I think it, that's the kind of... Um, um, interesting aspect of it is because you know as people who are involved in it you're like I need my private time but there's a school of thought people who are like well you're in the public eye so you kind of give up some of your inherent privacy by agreeing to be a public persona and I think that's really where you know the all of this really online ugly online like um conversation came around the whole Kim K situation. I don't know if you guys saw any of the stuff that was happening. Mm -hmm. It was it was really kind of gross. Like the way people were like attacking her what, for getting like she attacked. It or something? Yeah, I mean that's the nice way of putting it. It, it got really really bad. It's really victim blaming of just like why did you post about this? Why you should yeah. know better than this 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 and it's like all right. Like, yeah, I mean, she's going to have a target on her back. I mean, maybe she should be smarter. I don't know. I, I, I she has a security detail, I'm sure. She's very rich. Um I, I don't know. To me to me it's just like, you know, she probably isn't. I mean, her experience is so magnified compared to ours, like many you oh, know, yeah. exponentially. Oh, yeah. We're not saying we're in the by, same team. By orders of magnitude. But um, she's probably also experienced in her life, you know, like the the, the, the kind of the craziness of, of a fan base, but also probably has a lot of 
very nice personal interactions with people. Like people are probably very respectful. Like to, to me, like I don't buy the whole, like you give up your privacy thing. Like I don't buy that at all because it's real. If you see Tom, you know, Tom Cruise walking down the street, it's actually on you to say something to him. He's just a dude walking down the street. So like, I understand why people are like excited about that, but I don't necessarily, I think the onus is actually on the people to be like, that's a dude at a restaurant eating a meal and he wants you to just be left alone. So fucking leave him alone. Like it's, it's just, it's that easy. Right. So, um, with Kim Kardashian, she probably was like, well, I can be honest. I'm in Paris or whatever. And, and these guys probably triangulated the thing that always, the thing that always gets me with these kinds of things. You were talking about people casing people's dorm rooms, for instance, and see, it's like, you could just go get a fucking job. Like you're putting so much energy, maybe not with Kim Kardashian because they're stealing millions of dollars worth of shit, but someone's casing a person's you know, dorm room for a month to steal their laptop. Go get a fucking job. Go stop being a low life. Like you're putting all this energy into these things. You know, to, to try to wrong someone when you just can really a just thug. Spider Man would It's just that kind of shit doesn't make any sense. Like, put your energies. Obviously, you're somewhat intelligent. You I, I, do that. I mean, to be fair, I don't think it's it's too hard. I don't think you need to, to trace someone for a month to understand their their <laughs> schedule. schedule. They're like uh, dressed. College, they're like they're, they're like in, in Bushman outfits, <laughs> like ghillie suits. Trying to figure it out, hold it all down. All right, just, she goes to class every. Two I mean, because it's pretty simple. <laughs> like, specifically with the dorm stuff, you can kind of do the math. Be like, all right, well, all these buildings are the exact same building replicated over and over. We know that each one has a maximum of two people in it. Like if they're really doing shit that's like not right, there's three people. Someone's sleeping on the couch. So you're like, all right, cool. There's that many people. If you see that many people leave, you're good. <laughs> You know, yeah. sounds like, sounds like you know a lot about casing dorm rooms, Tim. Yeah, I mean, I'm not empty your pockets. Dude, <laughs> 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 just a bunch of just freaking like All these college laptops. textbooks. <laughs> the textbooks are where it's at. Yeah, you get those things. You can resell those for a million dollars. Really? They call they go for a million dollars. Million dollars on resale. Ridiculous. No, I know. I understand. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. I never need to buy another textbook in my life. Yeah, never Word. did really. I had one of those nightmares the other day where I uh, turned out I was I was back in college and I had I, I hadn't gone to these two classes like the entire semester and I had the finals coming up and I needed to nail them. I was like, I don't know. I, I, those, I have those dreams constantly. It's like nagging at me always. Yeah, high school too. No high weird. school. Fuck college that. sometimes. High school sometimes. Yeah. Like why am I back here? Like that's my question. Is like, well, I didn't pass a math. I'm like, I graduated college like ten years ago. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on here? Well, that's yeah. the best when you wake up. And you're like, all oh, right, I don't have to do that again. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine, man. I can't imagine ever going to school again, ever, ever, ever. Nope. That topic was brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Why should you use Squarespace? Simple, because it's easy. Creating your website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. Also, you get a free custom domain. Squarespace makes adding a domain to you, your site, not you. You can't add a domain to yourself. That's weird. That wouldn't work. But to your site, it's very simple. If you sign up, for a year, you get a custom domain for free. Also, there's beautiful templates. You can design a best-in-class online store with Squarespace, award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. And as I always point out, Nick Scarpino built kindoffunny.com with Squarespace. And back then, we were so struggling. He, he, he was crying at night. He'd go home and go, oh, gee, I don't know if this is going to work. And then he'd come in and we'd slap him around. <laughs> we, Tim once pulled out some of his beard hair. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code KINDAFUNNY to get 10% off your first purchase. The new tagline, Squarespace, set your website apart. How many taglines have they had? Go watch old Game Over Greggy shows and put them, count them all. There's been a lot. Colin, hmm. what's your topic? Well, it goes into what you're saying a little bit with what you were touching on, which is time management. I've been, I've been really struggling with it lately. Uh, I, 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 I really, I feel like time is our, our greatest like asset um, in a lot of ways as humans and, and, and just kind of people because it's within the, the, the confines of the time you have when you're not sleeping or doing something that you can do the things you enjoy and the things you love. And so um, I've been really kind of struggling with uh, 
getting everything done that I want to get done and doing the things that I want to do and trying to find also, you know, maintain my life work balance, maintain a, a, like a relationship that's very important to me, talk to my family and hang out with my friends and then do all the kind of things that I want to do too. And what I found is that like, I'm just doing, I'm, I'm almost not satisfied in any way hmm. with like, with, uh, the way I'm spending my time. Like, um, and uh, I was curious if you guys have uh, similar thoughts or anecdotes or how you, how you spend your time. Because like, I feel like I look at my, sh I want to read. Oh, I, I miss reading. I don't read almost anymore at all. Yeah. Like, but I read the internet. I read, you know, blogs and websites or politics and sports and stuff, but I don't like sit down and read books anymore. I don't have enough time to like really sit and listen to music anymore. I, 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 I my, my backlog of games is absurd. Like, you know, people bust balls sometimes saying like you have all these half finished games on, on your, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I, I like, what I, do I, do? I have access to all these games. I'm very, I'm very lucky and fortunate, but I don't have time to sit down and finish them all. You know, um, I want to like at least try them and see what, what brings me in. Um, and so I, I'm just curious how you guys, because I, I just feel like I don't have any time. And I don't know if you guys, if you no, guys I mean, feel the same way. super limited for sure. I think that's what, yeah, what I was talking about before. Yeah, where it is. I'd love to do every podcast I get asked to do and love to see every friend who's visiting or go to every Grimecraft music event and there's like fucking 30 a day. I don't yeah. know how he does it. VR. But like, you can't, it's VR, yeah. You can't, yeah, you have to pick and choose. You know what I mean? And that's the big thing it comes down to in terms of me. Well, I think you have to really just pick... I would start with one thing that you're missing and then prioritize that and then build from there. The reading thing I totally get. And so I decided that when I got busy, I was going to make it a habit to read every night before bed. So every night when I get into bed, I pick up the book on my bedside table and I read for at least 10 minutes. Sometimes if I'm in a really good section or if I'm not super sleepy, I'll read for an hour or more. But I read every night and I always have it there. So it's always convenient. And in, I, now that I have that as a routine, I do it all the time. And I even bring my books with me on the road mm. and I read in bed at hotels as well. Mm. Yeah, reading is one of those things that's definitely missing for me. I used to I'm, I used to be a voracious reader. Like I love I love to read um, nonfiction mostly. I mean, fiction, too. But like I love to like learn things and just like, you know, I talk about how I just pick up these random books like the history of the supermarket, the great AMP. It's a great fucking book. You know, I like, just like random things. Right? And I'm just like I look I, I, I use my Kindle or my iPad and I have like I literally just download books all the time. Like buy books constantly, and then I'm like, and you can go and see how long, far along you are yeah, all of them, and it's a like, little blue meter. And I'm like, man, what am I doing? And then I look at my my shelf of games or my library. I have hundreds of PS4 games, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't have time to play you, you know. And uh, and then I look at you know my my music collection or Spotify or whatever. I'm like, I really have to sit down and just listen to a record and like have a bourbon and just chill. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't have time to do that. I think some of it comes down to yeah. the finding what you're passionate about in that moment though, right? Like that's been a big thing for me in terms of trying to figure it out and how to spend free time is the fact of like some days I come home and yeah, I want to catch up on everything that's happened in Saga or I'm going to start Deadly Class. I'm going to read through that. And I pick up those books. I download comics the way you download books, right? Where I have a, just a comicsology page stacked with stuff that I'm not dying to get to, right? Like I had uh, so... Brian K. Vaughn, right? You told me about Private yeah. Eye, and then when he did the uh, Walking Dead, uh, like solo thing, right? Went and read the Walking Solo the Dead solo thing for free. Liked it so much, that, and it was free that it was free. And I went and bought uh, Private Eye, the PDFs, right? PDFs though go and then into Apple, whatever bookshelf and all that yeah. crap, or whatever. And so then when I was downstairs, uh, that was like probably six months, nine months ago, mm -hmm. uh, when I was downstairs at a Comics Outpost or whatever, I saw it on the shelf as a hardcover and just bought it there again, right? Because then I'll read that eventually. But mm -hmm. it's not like I'm anxious dying to get it because i come home and like 
last night, Jen was like, all right, let's make dinner and then we'll watch something, right? And she'd been watching Luke Cage all day. And, and I was like, oh, I kind of dropped out after episode one. <laughs> In the middle of episode one, I know I'll get back to it eventually. She's like, all right, what about Nashville? I was like, okay. And then we did dishes and I was like, you know what? Let's do Luke Cage instead. I'm more passionate about that. And then when it was good, watched a few episodes of that. And then it was like, I want to play a game or whatever. So then it was like, I'm going to jump into Tomb Raider. And then I was like, you know what though? That Virginia game everybody keeps talking about, that sounds better for right now. Downloaded that, played that. It's like, not being afraid to jump around, I guess not being ashamed to jump around is the other thing either, where it's like, yeah, you know, I, I powered through on that plane ride from Chicago, Deadly Class Volume 1, then I bought Volume 2, and I'm, I'm maybe to the first, through the first two issues of that trade, and then put it down, and I'm into something else, and I'll be back to that eventually. Yeah. But that's the thing of not being, not being ashamed to be like, oh, yeah, I have all these incomplete games or whatever, you know what I mean? And I think that's something people have talked about on the forums. Uh, not people, but in one thread, one guy was like, hey, you know, Colin and Greg need to play more games. They're not... Uh, they're not they're not passionate about anything right now. And they're like they're bringing up AAA releases, and I was like, no, 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 you're missing the point. If you want the AAA coverage, there's other sites that do that. Fine, we're going to talk about what we care about. So you can't listen to the shows and talk about how we don't talk about games when I'm talking, telling you about Overcooked, right? When you're playing Overcooked, when you're playing uh, Bioshock. Granted, that's not the game you want us to talk about or what you're passionate about at this moment, but we're passionate about that, and that's what we're playing, and that's how it's going to go. I think you also have to schedule it. It's something now that we are so focused on, you know, the connectivity of our devices that if we don't put something in a calendar, it's almost mm -hmm. like we forget to do it. Yeah. Having that constant reminder of like, oh, well, at five o'clock every Wednesday, I'm going to sit down for an hour and work on my like cross-stitch project. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to try a new album from this hour. And it doesn't really matter what it is you do in that time, but I find that it helps if you actually put it in your calendar yep. and then you get a reminder about it so you don't schedule anything else over your personal time to go, this is my time, I'm gonna do this thing, I'm not gonna schedule a dinner, I'm not gonna schedule drinks, I'm not gonna schedule a shoot or any other kind of obligation over that personal time and I have found that that's actually incredibly successful for me. Absolutely, I think that, that is, that's the key. It's scheduling things out and it's actually, time management, the secret to it is just managing your time. It's like that simple, but like that is a process that requires time and I think that's the hardest uh, part to solve with this whole thing because I feel like I'm really bad at it overall and there's so many things I want to do, especially when it comes to kind of funny. It's like I don't, I don't do any of the things I want to do, but I'm so busy doing the things that I know that we should be doing and I know that we need to do is this foundation and growing and blah, blah, blah. And it's like that is where it gets really hard for me sometimes where I'm like, oh, when am I going to get to do the thing that I, I want yeah, to yeah. do? But it's like the more that we structure things, the more things that we put on a calendar, and it's a combination of putting these on a calendar and what you're talking about, just rituals. So it's like, for me, it's become a ritual to walk to Starbucks with Nick. And we use that time to discuss things that we want to talk about, like the projects we want to work on. And it's like that, even though it's not on the calendar, that is, it's a scheduled ritual for us. Right. So it's like, those are the, the types of things where I think that it, it really does help to, to know that a lot of the days while you guys are doing Colin Greg Live, we have this time to kind of like think bigger, think, you know, like plan, like kind of funny live three, plan whatever's happening next year, like that type of stuff. But it's it gets hard. But looking I use my calendar and I've realized that the more I got rid of my personal calendar and I just use the kind of funny calendar as my personal calendar. And I think that it helps me because I think of even my private stuff as just things I have to do. Yeah. I have a dinner this night. I always look at my calendar so I know not to, to fuck around before or after that. Like that time needs to be designated for that. I feel like if I don't do that, I forget about it. And I've seen it so no. many times happen where my friends will hit me up and be like, yo, what do you want to eat? I'm like, oh, fuck. 
we did talk about having a dinner tonight. But yeah, if yeah. it was on the schedule, it's like I'm looking forward to it in a different way. No, 100%. And that, that's the t- problem that I was doing that for a while too, where I was like, all right, cool. Like, I forgot what I, this is a while ago when I was trying to figure this out when we were dealing with all this stuff. It's just like, you know, Monday's video games from this to that, and then Tuesday's this, comics on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Trying to actually diversify and put stuff down. But then it does get to the thing of there's a random friend in town who wants to have dinner, or it's somebody's birthday party, or, you know, and the, you put that in there, and then those things start moving around, and it is. It's it's I found it the biggest thing I've struggled with with kind of funny that applies to my personal life too is learning to say no and being okay with saying exactly I'm not going to go out to this thing no I'm okay thank you it's not that I don't care about you it's just that this needs to happen this is what has to happen right now yeah I think that's I think that's a much more important thing than some people realize and I think as we get older we're more comfortable saying no because we settle more into a routine we settle more into a group of friends there's never this constant need to be like oh I need to go meet new people and Mm -hmm. always be networking and always finding out like who's moving and shaking who's doing what I mean I love seeing my friends and going to hearing what everybody else is doing but I also really cherish that time when I'm just at home on the couch like Mm -hmm. in sweatpants too and you know as people who travel as much as we do we, we don't get that time very often and like the power to say no is so hard, but so necessary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like you know Sundays during football season. You know, I'm obsessed with football, as and you love football too. I always carved out for many years, like Sunday and then Monday night, Thursday night, is like times where I'm like, these are my my times. And what I've actually been doing this season, because the the primetime games fucking suck this year, is that like the well, for the most part is that. I used to just sit there and watch them anyway and maybe play Vita or be on my laptop or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not even watching the rest of this game. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll cut out after the first quarter and be like, I don't, why am I like, why am I, what am I trying to prove by watching every Sunday night game or every Thursday night game? Like, I don't need to sit here and watch this. And, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to be more cognizant of that as well. But yeah, time, time is our greatest currency. And so I feel like, I feel like I need, you know, I'm, I'm a great multitasker. I'm great at like getting things done and I'm great at like facilitating this free time. But then I like look at like, I'm like, last night was a good example. Where I'm like, I got to, Walk Lola, I got to cook dinner, I got to do X, Y, and Z and all these things. And then I, I got to play uh, Tomb Raider on PS4 or whatever for a few hours. And I'm like, this is great. I had to carve all this time out. But I'm like, it seemed like so much work to get to this point. Too, no, like, no, totally. I That's had the... to like carve all of this time out. to yeah. like, put, like you said, put in the energy to carve this time out. And it's, it's distressing to me. So that's that's a big thing, too, where I feel like, you know, it's um, you guys go to more events and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't. I feel bad because the fans want to hang out and do all those kinds of things, and I want to meet them and we do our meet and greets and stuff like that. But uh, I'm, I'm also at the point in my life where I'm like, I gotta like carve as much time out as possible. Like I can't, I can't give everything to everyone. You know, like I gotta like find. You know, I'm 31 years old. I'm almost going to be 32 in a week, and it's like, um, you know, I want to like start settling into some sort of routine where I'm like, I can be have a more predictable life. You know, yeah, um, no, and, totally. and, and cut away at some of these things that I want to do that I miss. And I feel like the, my message to the younger people out there, the people that don't have full time jobs yet or in college or whatever at home still is like, man, eat that shit up while you can. Because yeah. like I remember having too much free time at some point in my life where I, even in college, I worked two jobs and had classes and I still felt like after six every day, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. You know, and I just, I, I for, it was great. I don't was, have that anymore. I forget what show it was. I mean, it was just a conversation, but talking to Damon. And it might have been a GameScoop question where somebody's like, what do you guys do when you get bored? And he's like, you don't get bored anymore. You like if bored, you're like, no. there's, there's a million, everything is at your fingertips. Anything you'd possibly want, whether it's a show, a book, a movie, a game, it's all right yeah. there. And so like, there's just too much to engage in be, to begin with, let alone to be bored with it. Absolutely. I will say, uh, back to my point about you should spend the time to manage your time. Yeah. I think that anytime I've done that, it's always been worth it. Sure. Like, 
no matter how long it takes, no matter how frustrating it is. And it's always the last thing you want to do because you could always be doing those things that you want to do and skip the step. But every time I put the time into looking at a calendar and planning things out and moving things around and like kind of just coming up with a, a battle plan for the whole thing, everything works smoother. And I end up with more time to actually enjoy the things without worrying about the next thing. I think we fall into that a lot Yeah, where we'll schedule a day out. And it's like, if you look at the calendar, it's not that bad. It's like, okay, from 11 to 12, it's Colin Greg live. Then from 1230 to one, we're going to do a stream. Then from this time to this time, there's a podcast and who's on what changes and all this. So it's like, oh, that's not that bad. But the problem is in between all that, whoever's not on needs to plan for the next thing. And like, oh, Colin needs to do tweets. And oh, I need to make sure that Colin does the tweets. And it's like, so it right. becomes this whole thing where had I just taken the time the night before to really plan everything out and send the right emails to the right people, put the right things on the calendar, everything would be better. Well, that's the only thing yeah, when we were, and I mean, we still do it, but not to as the crazy extent as we did where we would plan so much in a day and it would look totally manageable. But and we're talking about the old, the old apartment, right? Of not budgeting the 30 to 45 minutes for Kevin to flip the room, right? Yep. Where it was like you do one thing and then we were off track so far behind schedule and everybody's mad and everybody's frustrated and you know, inevitably something doesn't work in there. Yeah. Yeah. So time management, it sucks, but it's necessary. Yep. Tim. Yes. What's your topic? So our good friend, Snowbike Mike. Snowbike Mike. One of the best friends out there. Um, one of my favorite people in the entire world. Every time we we talk to him, whether it's he supports Google us Hangouts on Patreon, and, yeah. so he we just did a Google Hangout with or a Skype Hangout with him or whatever. And he's just the funniest kid. Yeah. Like this guy's stories. He like every time we talk to him, he like introduces the Hangout as if he's doing a podcast, yeah. but he's not recording it. Yeah. So he's just doing it for his own edification and for us. And he's oh, good at it. It's so funny. Uh, but he he brought a topic up to us, and uh, I wanted to make sure that I. You know, discussed it in front of front of everybody because it's very, very important. Uh, it's the idea of what he calls going full cheek in the bathroom. So it took a while of him trying to talk about it before the three of us really understood what he meant. But he's talking about grown ass men going up to a urinal and just dropping their pants. So when they're peeing, if you walk in, you're just seeing the cheeks like to your ankles. Yes. 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 That's okay. a thing that people do. Some people, <laughs> some people. Not really. We know it more from like when you're a little kid. Yeah. Like there was always that one guy. Yep. Like always in elementary school. I could tell you his name. I won't because I'm sure he's very successful. I remember yeah. this kid. But you're man, like, what it's the always, fuck it's are you that doing? kid is just like we're all here. Like, dude, like that's too much, man. But like, <laughs> no one actually says that to him because like that's it's rude, you know. Yeah. And you're like, and all you're right. a kid. He's gonna grow out of it. It's like, it's, do it's you? Go. Yeah. And then yeah, you go yeah. to middle school, and then there's another kid, and you're like, oh man, this is the other kid that went to that school. He used to. There's more of them? You had yeah. a kid in middle school that would do it? Oh, in middle school? Yeah, yeah there was a kid. His yeah. name was Kevin Someone Coelho. needs a fucking parent. But, uh, but there was some, you know, whatever, teach their own. And so apparently, Snowbike Mike has to deal with the situation where he works with somebody. Oh, no. Workplace cheek? Yeah, workplace, workplace cheek. cheek. Yeah. So that gets kind of awkward because imagine there's, these are workers. So when there's other people. And they're wearing staff in, shirts at the place they work at. So then, like, a, a customer will walk in and see this. And be like, that, that guy's going full cheek. I mean, but, like, when you're standing there, wouldn't you, like, feel the breeze? Oh, but, I mean, that's why? part of, that's part of not, why it's, it's so not, enjoyable. It's not normal, though. It's no, like it's not that. normal. No, it's no. not. But it happens. All right? So I, I guess we can all kind of decide that we think that it's not acceptable. Sure. But I kind of thought this was a nice jump-off point for just public bathroom etiquette. Andrea, would you general. at a bar, and let's say you're a guy, you're at a bar, Mm -hmm. Would you bring your drink into the bathroom? Um, 
I always do, but I always cover it with a paper towel. Mm, mm, because mm. as a woman, I can never leave my drink by itself. Sure, good like, call. Safety call. Um, so it's like the idea of bringing a drink in a bathroom is never a good thing. If you're at a table with friends, obviously leave it. Obviously. If you're with trusted people, they'll watch it for you. But yeah, no, like with the stuff flying in the air is, no, you have to cover it. Like either with toilet paper or with a paper towel, whatever is clean and close. See, this is, this was a, this is, I mean, my entire IGN career, an argument that existed on GameScoop of whether or not at a bar you're a guy, you could take it in and go to the urinal and pee and not have to worry about it. I mean, you can. I did it all the time back in the day. And no, now, now, who cares? Yeah. With a with a beer bottle, it's not the no, risk no, of it, getting something in there is not as bad. But if you brought a, a mean, wide like, mouth cup like this in there, there's poop particles there's floating poop everywhere. everywhere. No, that's, Damon was really up and on. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, but a, a man at a urinal is is different yeah. than a woman in a stall. Like you're much. Sure. Hundred percent. You're, in you're an contained. Enclo- Everything's happening there. Space where the germs are much more concentrated. They have. Well, but I mean, with the urinal, things, there's a lot of splashback. But it's it's so Splash high. Damage. It's not down here. You're not getting the piss mist on it. It's up here. The piss I mist. We're losing <laughs> sight of the, the main argument. I agree. You should be able to bring a drink in and then you hold it as you're peeing or put it on top of the urinal. I don't give a fuck what you do with it. The 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 thing is that we're, we 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 act, the bathroom's gross, right? But so is the rest of your world. Your phone is fucking disgusting. Yeah. Uh, like your hands are disgusting. The shit you're touching is disgusting. Everyone just like magnifies it when they go to the bathroom. And I'm like, what is? There's really almost no difference. Honest to Christ. Of just holding your beer at the bar and holding it in the bathroom. They're both fucking You're disgusting. You're 100% right. You know, think about all the shit that's on your phone. You know? I don't know about you guys. Like, I try to really deliberately wipe my phone off with, like, alcohol every once in a while. Because I'm like, I can't even imagine what the fuck's going it's on bad. in this yeah. thing. You know? And it's not, it doesn't look dirty. It's just like... But it is. That's what I'm cracks. pooping. I'm on my phone. I'm fucking in bed. I'm on my phone. I'm you know in the, I'm I'm in on the train or on the bus. And I'm doing whatever. Oh my god! Not, you touch, yeah. you touch your phone. Yeah. This is what cracks me up. And when we go to events, is that you know I pride myself on leaving events not getting sick because I got sick at one Comic Con and that was like the game changer where I'm gonna sterilize my hands all the, before I eat anything. If I leave the house, as soon as I leave, the hands don't touch food and then go in. And like so, I'll go and wash my hands, but I'll go and wash my hands, sit down at the restaurant, and then bring out my phone. Which I was just touching with the filthy hands. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hands. No rules. Yeah, and that's it's all the mental thing. That's exactly. exactly because, and I feel like it's something we have to overcome because I feel like the one thing that we used to mess around with this with Clements all the time because yeah. Clements oh, is God. a clean freak. Clements would get sick more than anyone. Clements used to get sick all the time. I don't know if he still does because because he's a he, clean freak. Yeah, yeah. He, because I'm like yeah. you have to like almost build up these antibodies and get the, like. I, I, I understand, like, I wash my hands before I eat or, you know, after you take a shit, you should wash your hands or whatever. Always. Uh, all, and whenever you use a public bathroom, pee or poop, you got to wash your hands. I mean, those, those are general rules. And by the way, speaking of etiquette, I always notice when a par- person comes out of the fucking bathroom and doesn't wash your hands. Always. It's 100% the worst. of the time. Yeah, you're like, dude. Oh. Especially when they thought, walk out of a stall. That's, I thought I'm a, we were cool, man. I'm, I'm a guest. You know, I don't, I don't care what kind of rush you're in. The, uh, but I also feel like as a society or maybe just generally, uh, I'm sure it's not just American, I'm sure in, in, in Europe and other places too, like, we're, we're way too focused on like this this germaphobe kind of shit, and I'm like, this is kind of natural. Like you have to, you there's microscopic shit going on all over the goddamn place. You're the same way with the fucking remote control in the hotel room and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you just have to let these things happen because if you really start to think about everything you do every day yeah. and like where you're going and where you're stepping and what you're touching and all that kind of stuff, you can drive yourself fucking insane. There has to be a line drawn, a pretty thick line, saying like, if you poop, wash your hands. You know, mm-hmm. if you shake a bunch of hands and you're going to eat, wash your hands. If you're on the bus holding a bar and you want to go go get a drink or something, maybe, I don't know, like, is it really the end of the world? Like, you you have the shit all over you and your phone is this conduit of of grossness. Oh, nasty. I and, used to uh, count yeah. money when I was bartending and eat Cheetos at the same time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they, say money's, and they say money's fucking gross. Yeah, money's the dirtiest things. Fucked up shit on yeah. money. But yeah, you can't be too afraid. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's important to kind of like, you know, 
Um, I think there's two extreme. There's two extremes. Ryan Clements might have been one extreme, right? Yeah, well, he's definitely extreme. And mm. then the other extreme is like the people that just don't do don't. it at all. And I'm like, well, no, you still have to like. There's still some upkeep yeah, that you yeah. have to keep. You know, it's like the whole raw chicken argument in the, in the kitchen. You know, like if you're using raw chicken, you got to really be careful and like clean that shit up. But if you're using beef, like ground beef, not as dangerous. So you don't have to take the. You know, you don't have to microwave the fucking sponge and do crazy shit like that. We do like to make sure you're not. You know, so there's degrees. Exactly. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I I always go back when I was in high school. Uh, must have been not a freshman or sophomore year or whatever. We were there in religion class and our teacher was up there and her like two year old or toddler or whatever it was still super small. Literally was, just eating shit. Was walking around <laughs> and had yes. a sucker and dropped it on oh, the floor God. and then picked it up and put it back in her mouth and we all went ah and the mom you know she's beaten by this fucking kid of course and she's just like. You guys have no idea what your body is capable of fighting off. Like, she first off needs to build an immune system, so no. But, like, also, don't overthink it. It's not to that point. Yeah, no, for sure. But, I mean, there's other bathroom etiquette that I think we should discuss. Exactly. I agree. Now, I agree. I'm interested from the female perspective. Yes. How do you, Where do you come down on you walk into a stall, you shut the door, and the stall next to you is on the phone? That's fine. I don't oh, care. I can't do that in a men's room. I'm like, dude, I don't care. what are you thinking? I mean, like, it's... A, I think it's rude to the person they're talking to, but I mean that's on them. I don't care if they're talking in their if they're on their stall, uh, in the stall on the phone. The thing, the number one thing that I absolutely can't stand about bathroom etiquette is when people don't fucking flush mm. the toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah. it is the worst. How do you get up and go to leave the stall and not flush the toilet? Yeah, no, I mean I'm right there with you. My only thing is there. There's a point of no return. What does that mean? Where if that toilet is just fucked, was fucked by the time you got there, and there's been thirty people then why that have are been you, through there. Why are you using it then? Because it's the only place that I need to pee, and it's just like things are happening. They're making a chocolate and it's cream like, pie. There, there's. I always have that decision of all right. I don't even want my foot touching that. You know what I mean? And that is when I won't flush. Well, it. first off, otherwise you should only be flushing with your foot. Absolutely. If it's got one of the little the little metal handles coming out, flush yeah. that foot, shit with your foot. That. No, don't touch that. If it's, it's got the little black button, you got no choice. That's why they put the little black I'm button. I'm going to take this a step further to your point. I had an experience once that was very informative. Uh, it was at Hops and Hominy. Now, Hops and Hominy has nice these bar. like four different bathrooms and then like a kind of a trough sink or whatever. It's not a trough, actually. It's like four sinks next to each other. It could be a trough. So not quite like Nopa, but you know, something like that. And uh, they, I, I, I went to flush and they kind of halfway flushed. This was like a few years ago. Sure. And then I walked out and a woman was walking in and I was like, wait a minute. And like had this thing and I like went back and flushed. She's like, and she was laughing. She's really cool. She's like, you didn't flush the toilet. And I'm like, no, I did. But it went halfway down. So now like I, I'm like, no, that would have been fucked up. Even if someone walked in five minutes later to find sure. that, that I was being lazy or whatever about it. So I've gotten to the point in the last few years where even if I find the toilet, not in like a fucking gas station, you know, like, where, it's all, That's but what like where there's a little about. bit of pee sprinkle on it or whatever. And then I'm like, it's not mine. I like do wipe it off because I'm like the, the person, especially oh. if it's a woman that walks in next is going to think I did that. Mm. Yep. And like, yeah. and I'm like, I don't want this woman to walk in thinking that I left the bathroom like this. So I have to actually jump on the grenade and be a gentleman and do the right thing, even though I don't want to. And then I wash my hands and it's mm. all fine. But you know, I tried it. So that was a very kind of a educational experience. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I hate being the bigger man. Like we went to Dos Charos recently and I went in there just to wash my hands. And then I was like, well, well I'm here. I'll pee too. And I peed. And then like you and the flusher's just broken. I'm like, fuck, I didn't break this guy. And I wash my hands. I got to go out there, act like I broke it. I'm like, hey, your toilet doesn't work. She's like, oh, I know. I'm like, why? Why is there not a sign? (laughs) You guys quit. My head down, swift run out. You're done. Don't need to deal with any of this shit. That's Mm. that's the Do any of you ever feel compelled to, like, clean up extra, like, paper towels or toilet paper that's, like, 
just on the floor. No, if it's no, my if it's my move, like that's the thing where I've done it where I you know you shoot for the basket. Mm. You're or I, I do the thing where it's like you grab the door handle with the paper towel and throw it open because you just want to go eat, and then you go to throw it, and, and the door starts closing. You see it hit the ground. Like, Go over there. I get another paper towel. <laughs> Pick that one up because now it's touched the ground. No. Now it's touched the floor. That I don't want sense. any part of it. Yeah, that no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, my whole, my whole mantra in life generally, and this is the using a kitchen, using a bathroom, whatever, is like I, I leave it the exact way I, like I found, and and probably in good, like so someone else can use it. I don't want you, there be any evidence that I was Moriarty. that I was there, you know, because that's the way you know. This reminds me of the whole, and this is kind of an aside, but it really isn't. Where like it doesn't take that much initiative to just do the right thing and leave, you know. One thing I think about is the supermarket. When people sit there and wait for their groceries to be bagged, I'm like, grab a fucking bag and put your shit in the grocery. All these people are waiting behind you. You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. take that much effort to just do the right thing. And then the people behind you maybe get, do the right thing. And then everyone that goes a little faster, everything's a little nicer, a little, a little better. You know, same thing with the bathroom. Because now if someone has to walk in there, there's pee on the seat. It doesn't matter if it's yours or not. The woman has to now wipe this off. She thinks it's yours, by the way. Mm. So like, and it's not. It's not mine. I, what am I supposed to say to her? But it's not my pee. As she like walks past me and goes into the bathroom. You know, you just got to wipe it off. She's, you know, do the right thing. It's not that hard. That's what I think the Spike Lee movie was all about. Mm-hmm. Bathroom etiquette. You know, something that I need to, to get out there. Yeah. Is there is a, a room of acceptance when it comes to the farts in the bathroom. Sure. And then there's the rest of the, the, fart the place. There's a no fart zone. Okay. And I don't appreciate people that just think you're in a bathroom. You can just do whatever the hell you Let want. Where else it's are you like, supposed to do it? Uh, go to Where- the stall. Like, well, I mean, but the bathroom is this. You mean like here. outside of the? He's talking stall. about inside the bathroom. There's here, a no fart zone. You're not washing your hands, and you're just oh, letting these things, these okay, like loud ass, that. disgusting things, rip. I'm like, I'm I'm washing my hands next to you. Like this is supposed to be the clean part of this, and not that I'm care. I'm worried about your fart particles. Like yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to it, like I get it. I'm in a bathroom, but it's just like, I'm right here, man. That must be a like, dude thing, because I've never. Never in my entire life, I don't know about you, Jen, been in a women's restroom where a woman openly farted at the sink. I swear, it's like a one out of ten times. And these dudes just... They're prideful about it. And oh, it's just yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, rip, I, I say maybe not at the sinks because you should be done with your business. But if it's if, if something's churning, you got to let it go. I mean, I'll crop dust anywhere. I don't care. So like, you know, you got to let it. You got to let it go. I mean, I was walking around somewhere for crop dust. Silent. I think we all are all yeah. guilty of crop dusting. Right? Silent. Hundred percent. Like, crop dust in the mall. Crop dust at the airport. Crop, <laughs> well, crop dusting's fun because it's like Mario Kart. You feel like getting a boost. I think Tim's talking about like yeah. intentionally lighting something. Yeah, just like you know. You knew you had something in there, and you're just trying to get it out before you. I'm like, dude, go in the stall. You what know? about at a urinal? Is that fine? A no. Little, a little oh, no. I farted the urinal. Like that's yeah, that's a not. that's a fart zone, <laughs> dude. For I've sure. I've been at a urinal next to you, and you farted and looked at me and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely acceptable. There is a rule of flatulence where it's like the comedy factor makes everything worth it. Of I course. don't give a shit about it. where you are, it doesn't matter. If it's for comedy, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. always okay. 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 Uh, but just, you know, when if you didn't know me and did that, it'd be kind of weird. Whoever's next to me. Whoever's next to me, I'm gonna smile. But I mean that's the thing. That's the thing. Dudes just go in these bathrooms and just are like, ugh. And then there's the whole spitting and like there's there's like a lot of I so here's I don't I realize I'm only cognizant of this when I think about it, but I spit before I pee almost every time. I don't I, know why. Okay, like, I'll too. spit in the toilet or the urinal and then pee. It's just I don't know, something about it. But the thing is, there's a difference between spitting and like, oh, now I'm not hocking it. Hocking it, you know? I just feel like I have to like, 
I have to set just the stage the, or something. Test the you know? Water, like, yeah, you know? it's like I don't know. It's a weird you thing. You know how like when divers jump from a long so distance, they like throw a rock first to like make sure that the the water like it breaks the uh, the tension of the the top of the water. It's kind of like that. Yeah. This is like, the difference between people who look at the water while they pee and people who never see the water when they pee. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, because the, the other there's there's another thing I notice at urinals, and I'm just gonna come out and say it. People are picking their nose at the urinal because you can see. Every once in a while, buggers in the yeah, urinal. Yeah. That's like what I'm just, saying. These people are like walking their shit. Everything's just kind of coming out. Whatever can come out of your body at the urinal, that's what the rule. You can yeah. fart, you can pee, you can <laughs> spit. <Just> like, <laughs> vomit is gone. Like, snot rockets, just pick your nose. Like anything Gross. goes in the, in the men's room. Anything goes in the men's room. That should be your biography yeah. title. <laughs> oh God, oh. A Colin Moriarty story. Oh. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show each and every week. Four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny and toss us a few bucks so you can get every episode early. If you have no bucks to toss, head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we post the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until it goes up as one big MP3 and video. No. Tim, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to big Kev dog? Kevin, do you not like that? Kevin, are you not a fan of that? Hold on. Tim, <laughs> fuck my pumpkin. Yeah, that's how, that's how that pumpkin likes it. <laughs> Andrea, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been a quite a wide variety of topics. First and last game over. <laughs> no, show. I like this. I like it. This is good. I'll bring a funnier topic next time. No, you did great. Don't worry about that. We're all over the place. Until next time. No, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Oh, it has.